We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. If Bill Belichick just brings everybody back and it's all the Matt Patricia show again, then you're right. They are pork with a capital P. Pork, porky pig style. Yeah, no, it's this. This is Gresh and Fourier. Controlled by White. Ahead to Tatum. And foul. Tatum's 21st 30-point game of the season. Andy Gresh. Mac Jones, um, health permitting, is, is he a player that you envision being your starting quarterback? next season or is this a position you need to reevaluate this offseason well i think there's uh you know mac has the ability to um, you know to play quarterback in this league cam's our starting quarterback i think i've said that christian fourier we were 27th in the league in cast a couple years were low one year was high but over a three-year period or one of the lowest spending teams in the league. You. Gresh and Fourier, right now. This hour of Gresh and Fourier. On WEEI. That's right, baby. Here we go. It is a Tuesday, and boy, do we got a lot to get to, including the words of Bilton B. Hoodsworth, Bill Sleeveless Shirt, Bill Hoodie Man. Oh, we got a lot to peel See through. Ya. Tom Kern with us at noon. Yep. Good morning. Hello. Yeah. Hello there, uh, Gresh. How are you doing today? I mean, Good morning. How are you, Scatterbrain? Yes, actually, yes. And listen, I mean, this that is a that's not a negative. That is an asset. <laughs> okay. Listen to Gresh. So it I roll depends, in. It depends I roll on in who today. you're talking to. I roll in today, and Gresh, you know, Professor Gresh starts trying to teach me, uh, you know, like how things work in our little back studio over here. And I'm giving him ideas. I'm spitballing. Traffic was a disaster. So I'm a tad bit late. I'm not even late. I'm just you're not, not what I want to come in. Yeah, you're, I'm not you're, what I want to come in. I was okay. a little tardy, too. Okay. And sure enough, I'm giving him all his ideas. He's like, you know, in the, in the most polite, Gresh way possible. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, you know, if you would have given me th- these things last night, we could have gotten the sound and done this and done that. It would have been perfect. But, hey, you know what? And that's why well, I just thought of it just now. Right. Just now I thought about it. It's a great idea. Oh, shiny red ball. Yeah. Hey, watch out. <laughs> That's what it was. Drove it right into yeah. the woods. That's all right. That's, That's okay. Right. I've dealt with the spastic NFLer before. Yeah, the, the <laughs> thing is, like, so today, I, in that the Open always makes me change where I want to go with my Open. I know we're going to talk real quick, recap the Celtics real quick, but the sound of Bill from yesterday, I know we're going to get to that after this, but to me, I always feel like Bill handles all family business at the end of the year. And if you want, uh, do you want to filter through and, you know, uh, dissect what he's saying 
and you want to hear what he really feels about all the storylines throughout the year, you're going to get it at his end-of-year post pre- uh, uh, press conference. And we will get to some of what Bill said yesterday because after digesting not only really the end of the regular season but also unpacking the Bills game as well, there's a lot of different things that uh, we can get to. Follow us on Twitter Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I, and on Instagram, Gresh and Fourier, we're building that baby up, so please hop on the gram and follow us there, and well, the Celtics right now, for the first half of the season, Fourier, follow no one, they end their first half of the season with the best record in the NBA after a win over the Bulls last night, 107-99, bad beat alert, Celtics minus eight and a half, the hook Orch you if you bet the Celtics last night. The so first thing Landman and I said when I walked in there, I was like, oh, the Celtics only won by eight. So they stuck it to us in the old primetime parlay. But a win over the Bulls, nevertheless. Uh, Jalen Brown did not play great. No. Grant Williams played very well Absolutely. off the bench. Yeah. 20 points, eight rebounds. But once again, MVP Jason Tatum, after a big dunk off of a, uh, I think it was either a rebound or a steal, Tatum with the dunk and the foul, and, you know, he's kind of soaking it in there, and everybody's chanting MVP when he's at the line. Tatum had 32 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, and you know what, Foyer? Yeah. I thought for a period of time early in the year that the Celtics might kind of run away and hide a little bit. They have come back down to earth a little but 29 and 12 with an unproven coach and all of the controversy that swirled as this team went into camp. I don't know if you can ask for them to be in a much better position than they are right now. No, I didn't even realize that they were at the halfway point. That's amazing. So we're already at the halfway point. Okay. So, um, so it is interesting. So you mentioned that last year, Jason Tabor had an unbelievable game. He turns it on third quarter. It was amazing at how the bulls were just hanging around. You could not shake them. Zach Levine, was just hitting everything known to man. Even when you look at the, it's crazy. He had 27 points, but he was a minus 12, which is weird because. But I guess it makes sense because he was on the court every. Even though the Celtics were going through their runs. Well, that's what happens when you're when Tatum's on the court the yeah. same time you are. Yeah, and I and I love so. But so even what Tatum did, just his versatility is just so remarkable right now. Even that last shot. So they're down by two. The Bulls are down by two. Uh, Horford gets the play, gets the ball in the corner. He thinks that they're up four. You're like, okay, that's it. Then they go back down. Okay, and then then that's when Tatum gets that long pass, and then he basically seals the deal yep. at that point. It was like ten seconds or twelve seconds left. But here's what stood out to me, and you tell me because in the because Grant Williams played really well, scored twenty points, but he was real active. You can just see he looks like a middle linebacker now. He looks like he he should be playing middle linebacker in the NFL. He's just really really thick, and I don't know if he did that on purpose because you know he's is you know compared to some of these other centers, he maybe he could be considered a little bit undersized. But I sat there and go, wow, man. I mean, his goal should be sixth man of the year. He should be shooting f- to be the sixth man of the year. So I'm like, all right, let me see where his stats are. I'm like, it's not even close to being representing what he would need to be to be the sixth man of the year. Nope. And Turpin there, our basketball guy, our Celtics guy, who went to the game last night, said Brogdon. I was like, oh, totally forgot about him. Totally forgot about Brogdon as far as just a guy that's consistent. He gives you more consistent play off the bench than you know than anybody else and mm-hmm. then Grant obviously and I was just looking at like where it stands right now okay because I feel like good teams usually have like a significant 
six man. Well, right? they have that one guy off the bench. Like when I grew up and watching the Utah Jazz, it was always like Thurl Bailey was the guy that came off the bench and made a difference. But to your point, you're exactly right. And and in terms of six man of the year, it's more Brogdon than Grant Williams. But the thing about Grant Williams that he reminded us last night is he's willing to do the dirty work. He had 20 points, but it was the eight rebounds chipping in. I think he and Tatum were the leading rebounders last night. And then you had Brogdon, and I think part of the reason, and I think what you just had, Foyer, was a natural reaction because Brogdon wasn't on the floor at the end of the game last night. And that's not a shot at him, but there are times where he is in there late in games, but there are times where he isn't in there late in games. And last night called for Grant Williams to be in there. So to the point, you can kind of forget that you have a true six-man-of-the-year candidate on the bench in Brogdon. Well, I would just add that what if – Grant Williams was able to be more consistent. So he scores 20 points, but I just looked at his last five games, and it's like five points a game, you know, and points matter. And the success of your team matters if you're going to win this award. I think they have a legitimate chance. And I was looking at some of the other candidates, like Bobby Portis is, is an obvious one. I was surprised that Russell, Wils- Russell Westbrook was listed as number two at the midway point of the year. Jordan Poole, obviously, Patriots, I mean, sorry, Celtics. Celtics fans have a good idea what that what that guy is uh, capable of doing. Um, overall, right now, he's averaging 20 points per game. And then they have Malcolm Brogdon listed fourth. Overall points per game, 13th. So it's not really enough, but he's on one of he's on the best team in the league. Well, so but I feel like that carries weight. So the storylines are always going to be Tatum, 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 Tatum. Yep. Okay, it's going to be can how much can Brown give you? Uh, which um, Time Lord started last night. He looks unbelievable. He gave him a boost last night. No unbelievable. Question. And you can see that he's a fun guy. They talked last game or last night, excuse me, about how when Robert Williams is out there, it adds life. It adds some fun. It brings a little joy to this team. Not that they're a joyless team, but that you didn't have him for the majority of the first half of the uh, season. And to your point, whether it's six man, whether it's the stars, Joe Missoula after the game was happy that his team was able to just grind out a victory. You know, credit to our guys. I thought this was one of our better wins, one of our complete wins uh, because of our mindset and, um, you know, our toughness. And so regardless of the result on either end of the floor, we kept a certain body language and a certain focus about us, a togetherness, a commitment to the details. And it was really fun to watch the guys do that. And so, you know, I think that's what helped us win the game. I think going totally in, agree with him on that you one. You know what? And, and that guy, he's no one looks at him as a problem. We're halfway through the year. I mean, has any? I don't even know if we've taken a phone call here on this station, being like, "Ah, Missoula, boy, he's overmatched." None of that. Well, Every, he's not a problem. I think in the eyes of fans, no. And you're not going to realize that he is a problem. Whether he could be a problem until Game Seven, you know, se- you know, playoffs, championship, there you go, finals. Like that's really when you see the high level coaching the high level coaching iq situational awareness like reading the floor understanding like in the beginning of the year he wouldn't call timeouts for anything right and i don't think you'll see that you know in the playoffs unless they've just built up that mentality where they just figure it out i have a hard time believing that like even in this game the bulls just would not go away they would not as, go away. Honestly, last year was the same thing. The Bulls matched up well against the Celtics, and there have been times where the Bulls have, I don't want to say been a thorn in their side, but that's a team that always makes it rough. Like The Celtics will win the game, but they make it hard on you. I always feel, I was looking at the Bulls, I'm like, wow, they should be better than they are right now. They have a bunch of players, but but then I look at the, the Celtics' depth, I'm like, 
mean, they, I feel like they are what eight deep, easy, easily eight deep. And if you're not going to get Gallinari back, you're probably, if you're Brad Stevens, looking to add some level of depth. Now, where or how that player materializes, I'm not so sure. And remember, they made the move with Noah Vonley. That was yeah. right around Christmas time. Now, Vonley got let go by San Antonio, but it freed up the roster spot. It saved him tax money. It gave Brad Stevens the ability to maneuver. So having that spot open right now, to your point, Christian, in terms of, yeah, they're deep. They go eight deep. Could they maybe go nine? Peyton Pritchard doesn't get a ton of minutes. That's a guy who we know can compete. But do you need... You need the roster flexibility to add a piece in case someone gets dinged. You know, all it takes is a knee tweak for the, you need to you need to add another big. So hopefully the Celtics can kind of manage that a little bit. And a good win for them. And again, they're twenty nine and twelve at the halfway it's point. It's pretty crazy. We will get into a little more, I think, tomorrow and Thursday. Both the Bruins and the Celtics being at the halfway point uh, because we got to get to something that Bill Belichick said yesterday, and this will sort of set the table on what we're about to get into next. Bill Belichick, as Foyer mentioned, sort of the settling of the family business at the uh, end of year, post uh, year press conference, right? You know, Bill's going to get asked a lot of different things that maybe he wouldn't during the regular season. And um, Bill brought this up. So this was towards the end of the presser. And Phil Perry had asked Bill a question. And you can tell there's something going on right now because Bill was not very responsive to Phil's question and just kind of was a short answer, all that. Then the great Karen Garigian, who everybody in this city loves of the Boston Herald. She's fantastic. She asked a question, and oh my, did pleasant Bill Belichick come out when Bill was asked about free agency, spending in the offseason, and this was the long answer that Bill gave in a pretty cheery voice. When you look at the National Football League and the salary cap situation, um, and it's the same for all teams, um, what we try to do is we look at it over a time frame. Uh, so one year is a Polaroid snapshot, but actually there are multiple years involved. And at some point the reconciliation has to come so our spending in 2020 our spending in 2021 and our spending in 2022 the aggregate of that uh, was we were 27th in the league in cash spending so so a couple of years were low one year was high but over a three-year period um we're one of the lowest spending teams in the league. So had we averaged that out and in those three years, you would have had the same numbers. Interesting. He sounds like an accountant. He sounds like an accountant who is working with, uh, you know, someone who owns their own business. Okay, so these are goods. This is likely to be earned. This aggregate this and add the one. And then he's like got his little green hat on. He's like, he's like pressing all the buttons, scaring the one. To me, that sounds like, I said handling all family business, lots of rumors, lots of gossip, lots of, man, you spent so much money, Bill. You spent so much money, and you guys still suck. Like, why aren't you any good? Look at all this money you're spending. And he's like, nah, the 27th in the league, if you average up the last three years. Who's he talking to? Who's he kind of feel like he's chirping at somebody? 
He's trying to rectify some sort of situation, either between the media or something that Kraft said. No, I was gonna, be that's what I was going to hit you with. Is he talking to someone inside or outside the yeah. organization? Let's unpack that next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, more Crash and Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Check had a very curious statement about spending that I know caught our ear and foyers in particular. 1024 Gresham Fourier here with you on Boston and New England Sports Original WEEI. Uh, don't forget you can listen to us on the Odyssey app and then you can take us wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Why, did, why did that statement stand out to you so much? Okay, it's my personal belief that I do think there is some, two things. I think Bill... Um, like at the end of the season, I think he listens to everybody. I think whether he admits it or not, I think he hears us. He hears every station. He hears the news. He reads everything. Or, or if, or if he's not doing it, somebody else is reading it. And anything that could trigger some sort of like issue, they bring that to him, and he reads it. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, it is, Bill. I mean, you're he's aware of everything. Okay, so I do think that uh, you know he he wants to kind of you know passive aggressively, you know, set the record straight. But the more important one, I think, is I do think there is there is this, you know, I don't know, like gap that is building between ownership and coach. My personal feeling, I haven't talked to anybody, especially when it comes to winning and how it relates to the amount of money spent. Right. That's that is how I think there's. So I don't know, like the relationship with Kraft and Bills is seems like it's pretty good. But every time I talk, I hear from Kraft, whether it's at the owners' meetings or after a loss, or you know, somebody asks him about the season or all the money that they spent, it's always like, you know, I want, I want more return on my investment. I want more from this. Like I, I want to. It's been X amount of years since we've had a playoff win. We got to play better. The statement that you read yesterday that was to season ticket holders, right? Yep. About I, and I keep missing this up. 
crucial analysis, critical, critical analysis. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do what is? Have you ever have you ever read one of those before? Have oh, you, you mean the season ticket holder? The season things? ticket holders. Have they ever seen a, oh. a ticket holder like a memo to all the? Hey, listen, don't worry. Keep your season tickets. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna do some deep dive. I'm gonna have some critical analysis, and I'm gonna fix this. You know what? Because I'm spending a lot of money for you guys, and I'm gonna. And this guy ain't using it right. That's what I heard from that. Gresh. That's why I'm like, uh oh, uh oh. Well, what's that? That's how I took it. So there's a couple things here that I think are in play. Number one, uh, spending in general in the NFL has changed a lot in that the player, the actual player costs within the salary cap are covered and then some. So it used to be, and I've talked about this a lot, that you had to take this guaranteed money and you had to put it into a separate account in escrow so that the owners knew they weren't getting their nose over their toes. Now there's so much money coming into the NFL, you don't need that rule anymore. You don't need the rule. And 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 these owners have the ability to write the checks that they need to if they want to. And that's really the hook is that they'll do it if they want to. In Cincinnati, does Mike Brown have the money to keep uh, Joe Burrow? Yes. But does he have enough money to keep Joe Burrow and Jamar and uh, Jamar Chase and also set that money aside because you got to have it up front? That's the part that I think they could find it if they want to, but do they really want to? And I think... That while Robert Kraft has definitely sort of tried to turn up the heat on Bill Belichick in terms of what I've spent, I think with Bill, it's more of the, you were reckless going into 2021. You were filling needs because you didn't draft well, which by the way is not untrue, but it's also not untrue of a lot of teams in the NFL. I've got this in my offense. I have a gaping hole because I can't find a tight end. Let me go buy one in free agency. The Patriots aren't the only team that's done that. Now the Patriots might have been the only team that signed uh, uh, that, that signed Jonu Smith at that level. But Hunter Henry, I think, has worked out fine. I think there's a little bit of sensitivity from Bill on the, hey, in among the one times you went in and bought a group of players versus just getting in a Dallas Thomas, you missed on a couple of those guys. So, Bill, you're wasting money. You're a spendthrift. Yeah. Da, 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 all that. Yeah. You Nothing's know, you're, working. Right. You and can't in, analyze talent. And it is. And I think there's some sensitivity from Bill Belichick there on that. They have never been a team that if you look even in the Brady years in terms of the actual cash spending, they've never been up there. You know why? Because they're well run. That's a part of it, too. Normally, the teams that go out and throw a ton of money are like Washington, Dallas, teams like that, where they're trying to cover up their deficiencies. Then there are teams maybe like the Rams, where it was, boy, we're close. Let's find a way to push it over the top. We'll figure out how to spend the money, all that kind of deal. But now it caught up to you. And that's the one thing that Bill has forever tried to avoid. So I think this is rooted in Bill Belichick's own self-interest of the, you people think this, but if you actually did the homework and thought like me, the numbers don't add up. Okay, or or that if you were in the inside and you knew about, you know, uh, the uh, cost average per year per player, which seems like what they're doing. He's he's giving you accounting terms and cost ag- aggregate and how they kind of you know spread this money out. And he makes sense, 
because there so maybe that's it because I always feel like at the end of the year like if something bugs him he's going to make sure he tells you now you may have to sit on it and think about it for a little bit but he's going to say hey listen all you guys keep ripping me ripping the team because hey we spent I don't know a quarter of a billion dollars uh, uh for that 2021 season and now look look what it's look at what's done for us John o. Smith can't play this guy can't play this guy's washed up this guy's no good so what are you doing with all the money I'm spending and because I look at it from from a craft angle, and I know we don't have it, because I remember hearing multiple clips that we used to play regarding craft talking about the money spent, talking about the fact that they don't have a playoff win. Now it bothers me that we haven't been able to win a playoff game in the last three years. Okay, so that's the obvious one. So that was before this year, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, because you didn't. You, yeah, that's right. There was because uh, you had Brady's last. That was year. out in L.A. I think, and when they found yeah. out who was going to the Hall of Fame, I'm pretty sure that was yeah. that meeting out. There. Yeah, so I, I do think now, and I'm, but I'm sure crap. But I just feel like there's this there's this dick disconnect that that uh, hey, I'm giving you all this money. You should be doing something better with it. But that's I feel the like thing. you're wasting it. Is Robert Kraft really giving Bill Belichick all this money? And that's what maybe or, it's but, your po- but maybe the, you're right there. The overwhelming to to Bill's point, the overwhelming amount of money that is spent is very much within the cap. Now again, even within the cap, there is that whole cap accounting money spent, all that kind of deal. But um, I Scott Pioli told me this once, and and you would know this maybe better than anybody, but. I remember Scott Pioli explaining, here's how we view players and, like, using the franchise tag or something like that, right? So if you have a guy come in on a five-year contract, you're getting him on that rookie deal, and it's X amount of money. And if you franchise a player in that sixth year, they look at it as if it was a whole six-year contract it's not we paid this guy and then oh yeah by the way you massively overpaid him for one year because yeah. you franchised him so they, they so they, so average average earnings per year would be bingo added with that 16-year franchise tag there you go okay. so there so well, it's interesting so, so they will take the whole six years even if they franchise and people say that's an enormous amount of money not really because the first two years were cheap yep. he's an all pro he's this he's that he's getting us to the playoffs so if you look at how they've handled sort of those situations or even if they would do a, a buy on a one-year deal for someone at the end of a contract that might be just short of a franchise tag people will look at it and say well you gave x one for 15 million and in their mind it's no, that's just almost a balloon payment at the end of a six-year window where we've had tremendous value with this player. Most teams don't look at it that way, I don't think. I think there are well, some that the- do, and those are the ones that on the whole stay out of cap jail, so to speak. And let's go back to 2020. Remember the words from Bill Belichick? It's a reset year. Why was it a reset year? Because you spent a second-round pick on a wide receiver to try to make Tom Brady happy. You ate $5.5 million to try to bring in Antonio Brown to make Tom Brady happy. And instead, that became, well, Bill Belichick, you're an idiot. But two of those moves are directly made to try to keep the quarterback happy that was there in 2019 because we know the owner was thinking the same thing, and they knew the sand was running out of the Brady hourglass. Yeah, so, I mean, so to your point, uh, I asked a friend in the business, covers the Patriots on a regular basis. I asked him because when Bill says something like that, I'm like, well, is he right? How do you prove it? You know, do you have to like go ahead and look at all the cash spending and how did he actually phrase it? So, Terp, can you give it to me one more time? I'm going to hear it one more time 
maybe not the whole version, just the money part, right? Just the good stuff about the cash spent. And let me just react to it real quick. And it's the same for all teams. Um, what we try to do is we look at it over a time frame. Uh, so one year is a Polaroid snapshot, but actually there are multiple years involved. And at some point, the reconciliation has to come. So our spending in 2020, our spending in 2021, and our spending in 2022, the aggregate of that uh, was we were 27th in the league in cash spending. So, so a couple of years were low, one year was high, but over a three-year period, um, we're one of the lowest spending teams in the league. So had we averaged that out and in those three years, you would have had the same numbers. See, my thing is like, all right, but um, do you think that's usually, if you were to say, okay, the would you call the Patriots cheap? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, it's tough because if you spend willy nilly, you're normally at the bottom of the the scale, so to speak, or you're at the bottom of the standings. And it's, you know, like what's everybody talking about in Chicago? Well, you got the number one pick and 109 million to spend. But how much of that 109 million in cap space to spend is really going to go to big name players, big bonuses, stuff like that? Remember the very first year that Bill Belichick got here? You were in the league. You probably wouldn't. But they went on that bargain basement bin binge of signings. The first year he got here. The first year oh, Bill yeah, got here. Yeah, Why yeah. did they win in 01? Because he went out and signed Bobby Hamilton and Compton and guys like that. Those are all bargain basement buys. That's, to me, the real philosophy of Bill Belichick. No, and me too. But so cheap is, is, that, is, be, is calling him cheap kind of rude and disrespectful? I think in his world... Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's why he said, I don't, me. Okay. I think Bill Belichick said this more for the narrative than his own. Okay. Well, I'm going to pay it off for you because I asked somebody in the, that covers the team on a regular basis because I don't believe it. I said, uh, how, what, is, what does this mm. even mean? Because I go strictly to, ooh, confrontation. Ooh, I go to tension. Oh, I go, ooh, going in different directions. Terp, make a note. Friends of Fourier need yeah, to become yeah, oh, a yeah, thing. I got him so too. here we go. He went to an FOF. Yes, especially in the hockey world. I got lots of ooh. FOFs in the hockey world. I'm a hockey insider. You'll find out when it really gets interesting with the Bruins. Here's what he said. Ask the same question. He said, uh, basically paraphrasing what you said. She said a lot. Of, I think uh, says, quote, I think a lot of people are missing the point on that. Bill really despises the characterization that he wildly spent in 2021. He explaining how he doesn't view this in one year snapshot. So so, of course, so he takes a three year snapshot and he said, guys, whoa, that's not the way we do business. We, you guys are you, you're taking a Polaroid snapshot and you're running with this narrative that we went crazy. We don't view it like this, to the Pioli point. No, no, it's a, we view it this way. I would say, all right, overall, over if you take the last 23 years and then you average out how much you spend per year in regards uh, to the other teams, where would you be? Would you ever be a top five spending team? Would you ever be top ten? I think there could be some years in there that you were. I bet you 2021, they were at least in the top 12, I would think. I know, but if you would have to, again, so you, sure. So if a team goes crazy, yeah, you get a spike. It's like a stock. But overall, overall, would you, you would normally be one of the lowest spending, careful, 
you know, uh, responsible spending teams in the NFL, right? We don't make stupid decisions. We don't make emotional decisions. They don't sign J.C. Jackson long yeah, term. We don't, Let the Chargers exactly. go do it. So we don't do that type of stuff. So And look, it's paid off. Yes. I would say yes, absolutely. The one caveat that, that I always go to, which maybe it's not fair to keep doing this, Brady allows you or allowed you Correct. so much freedom to um, – Get some low-hanging fruit. Get some cheaper uh, contracts. You know, grab some guys that were that were just you know enamored by the system and just wanted to be great. And you coached them up, and they had more opportunities, and they became encouraged and motivated to play better. And maybe they were always good or miscast at, at another team. I mean, there's a long list of them. I mean, you go back to Vrabel, you go back to Nikovich. They weren't using Nikovich when he was at the Saints. Nope. I mean, there's a there's a long list of them. So I, I think that probably may be it, but you know, in the end, though, they're always a they're always a frugal team. Now, let financial me, responsibility. So let me jump in on your end, and this is where you, in your thought process, might have something. If we hear from RKK relatively soon, yeah, and the cash spending—that's the important phrase in there from Bill. The cash spending—if that comes up then maybe we got something. Because that's, in the end, you know, I hate when these uh, these agents, the agents are the biggest problem with these, uh, with like the this disinformation. The contracts in the NFL are not worth the paper they are written on. Charmin, brother. This is not an NBA contract. Nothing is guaranteed. It isn't baseball. Nothing's guaranteed. So you could sign a five-year five year deal, and all of the players, the only thing we care about is how much guaranteed money you're going to get. Because... You know, you're just you're not going to get the third year deal. You know, you're not going to get the fourth year. You not a chance in hell you're going to get the fifth year. So you try to find some clever wording to add to the contract that kind of gives you a loophole so you can get paid. Mm-hmm. Like that's usually what we would do. Just you know, and there's certain players that uh, Derek Carr was in that situation with the whole injury bonus. The Raiders said, uh-uh, you know, screw it, we're just not going to play you. I could get a hamstring. I could get it back. You're going to have to owe me. Well, I, the MRI says, uh, you know, uh, you're fine. Nope, my back is killing me. I can't play. The business <laughs> of the my NFL is very fickle, although Red Sox Geo in the uh, Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI, he says, here's a three-year snapshot, no playoff wins. Oh, <laughs> well, there is. The, and you know what? And that's – so let me just say – I mentioned about if Kraft mentions the caps, the, the, the cash spending in a comment. If he rolls out what Red Sox Geo just did on the, well, we haven't had a playoff win in three years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, then you know that that was, if it wasn't directed towards RKK, that he took it, that it was directed to him. And I do think that, here's the thing, too. As people get older, they worry about their legacy. I'm a big wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Why is Vince McMahon back in WWE? Yes, he's trying to protect what he built and get billions of dollars. But the guy's also worried about his legacy. And I do think, even though he would never admit it, Bill Belichick wants to kind of control that narrative just like he does everyone else. Oh, yeah. And that is now going to be, I think, a part of the thinking of 71-year-old Bill Belichick, whereas maybe 60-year-old Bill Belichick with three Super Bowl rings of his own wouldn't have given a damn. And as you start to realize, you know, who are going to be those that are going to create the narrative around the history of Bill Belichick? It's going to be media people. It's going to be people like you who played for the guy. 
And he's got to have some say in there as well. And to me, this is a part of not only shaping some of the narrative, but also giving us a window into how he thinks. If Scott Pioli years ago was telling me, boy, if we got a guy on a fifth year and we give him the big balloon at the end, it's still six years we only paid him X amount of money. That's a part of the long-term team-building thought process down there as well. Yeah, that's also, when I think about that, it's like, okay, um, how can I spend this where I make everybody feel good about the amount of money we're spending? No, no, no. We don't look at it as a what? We look at it as six years. True. Cost average it. Look, it's really not that much money. Yep. Same guy. So Whatever. it works for him both ways. Yeah. It can be a practical and good thought process. But it also is like, well, when you think of it this way, there'll be a lot of people who would just lap that up. It is interesting, and we'll see what happens in the offseason. Uh, I know Damian Harris, after the uh, game in Buffalo, was like, well, you know, it's business of football. We'll see what happens. We'll have to go through some of the guys that could come back and whether they're worth retaining, mm-hmm. let alone uh, trying to figure out how much some of these cats could get paid. Now, speaking of paying, can a general cats. can a general <laughs> that's pretty good should a general manager like Bill Belichick pay for leadership or is the theory flawed in general we'll get to that with Foyer next WEEI WEEI New England Sports Original now more Gresh and Foyer on WEEI. We're gonna have to get uh, now. We're gonna have to get Christian's thoughts on the John Hughes movies of the eighties, right? I will say this about John Hughes movies now. Quick, you can't make them anymore. You can't make a if you were, oh, if you were trying true. If you were t- look, go watch, go watch Weird Science. Go watch that movie. Look at all like the all the inappropriate things that they do in that movie. You can't do them anymore. You, you, might know not be able to, you might not be able to make porkies, but no, you, you can make can porkies make, is fine. But like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you can make those movies. The, the way it was John, weird science, even a Hughes movie, I guess absolutely. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. Look, go back and watch. It's funny. I was like, so watch. He, so Weird Science is a PG thirteen. If it came out today, it would be an R rating. Okay, there you go. No, but there's not even really any nudity. The point is like all the inappropriate, you know, uh, you know, uh, social awareness, social justice, uh, you name it. Like, not all that stuff exists. Stereotypes, they all exist massively in John Hughes movies. All of them. Wow. Uh, look at him like uh, Pretty in Pink, uh, Weird Science, uh, Breakfast Club. I mean, he plays on the stereotypes. Like, that's what he does. It was the 80s. And, and Billy, I don't know if you'd watch, like, NYPD Blue, but my wife will go through these, like, fits of just, like, binging shows. And she's watching NYPD Blue right now with Sipowitz and all that. Oh, my God. The language in there, the other F word, a-hole. Like, this was on national television in, like, the 1990s, for God's sake. And, and I know it was what it, it's the time was what it was, right? So if you were going to say mentally handicapped, the old version was is completely inappropriate now. Correct. And, they would, and they've used that word. Yeah, and they use it. was. So you could clean up that little bit. But, I guess, but it wouldn't have the... Like the sting. Like I was watching a, a Quantum Leap episode. Oh, what random, a terrible random. Show. I love Quantum Scott Leap. Bakula. Oh, Get out of here. They re, they try they're remaking that. They they have new episodes well, of that. They're running out of ideas okay. is why they're doing um, it. Um and uh <laughs> it's funny, like one of the writers 
uh, on that show, his son was in our class. So in like career day, like the writer came in and gave us all. It was kind of cool. But anyways. Well, our uh, our Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater with their book bags over their shoulders. Yeah. Walking off the field and both throwing their hands in yeah. the air as they get ready to walk off. And yeah. Are, are, do you think those guys are done? But that all, A, start with that. But also, if you're Bill Belichick, can you pay for leadership the way Romeo Cornell and Cleveland tried to when they signed away Willie McGinnis when he left there in 0405. Absolutely. He he should do it and he has done it. There's a long list. So when I first got here, the one guy I recognized on like, you know, six year scholarship was Anthony Pleasant. Okay. This was after the first, this is the after <laughs> This is after the first. Um, he was a part of that group that I'd mentioned. I think he was a part of that a 2001 group of free agents. But he was always a Bill guy, very respected guy, God fearing guy, been in the league a long period of time, right? And what and when Bill's guy, so Anthony Anthony Pleasant, when I got here after they won the first Super Bowl, never practiced ever. Like he was in pads, but he didn't do scout team. He didn't do anything. But he was a leader. He come into the uh, the weight room, and if there was like you know. Uh, terrible language being played, inappropriate words being used. It was like, all right, you have to turn it off. Here comes AP. You know? like So he would turn it off. It was like, okay, no curse, no songs with curse words in the weight room. He would leave, and then somebody would switch it. Okay? Um, he's done that. He did that with Anthony Pleasant. And then the next guy I think he did it was like, man, I think Troy Brown was another guy. There's been others. Um, well, he let um, Troy. Kevin Falk he was let, a guy. He let Troy go to market, though. And but none, he never played right. But none of those dudes also never really cost a ton of money. Well, that's my point. Like Devin McCourty is actually gonna if he walks away, there's I think like a nine million dollar I'll call it a cap stain from how they had to work it to keep him around because they needed this guy the last two years. There, I got paid for leadership. It was the best. I remember when I got here, I was on going on my eighth year. I was like, wow, I want an Anthony Pleasant deal when I get older, and I was thirty. I was like, wow, I was in my, going into my eighth year. I was already old, but I don't know what year he was on. And sure as hell, I got one. They brought me into Carolina because uh, my, my old uh, position coach was now the OC. He's like, he had two young guys. I didn't. I barely played. I never practiced unless it was our place. I never did scout team. And they just he just wanted an older presence. I was 36, so it worked out perfect for okay. me. So the answer is yes, but not McCourty. Not McCourty because you're right. He'll cost too much. Okay. Slater, no. So you did just mention what I was going to get to, which is can you bring someone from outside the organization to come in and be a leader? And maybe in, in sort of tweaking the question a little bit, in keeping your own guys, I do understand it. But you also just sort of threw the question out the window. So when you went to Carolina, they paid you because they thought you'd come in and be a good veteran presence. That's it. That's now, all Now they was. didn't break the bank. Nope. But, never, minimum. but nevertheless, you were there for that reason. So maybe it is the – you because Matt Judon is a guy who's coming from the outside, played great, and is now one of the leaders. There, Normally it kind of happens that way versus, hey, i got to yeah. identify, then maybe i got to give a guy a million dollars more because he'll have a value to my football team more than just on the field. Yeah, I always say that Bill really does a great job of taking care of his own. When I say his own, I mean the older guys that have paid their dues, the guys that are going to be wearing red jackets. He always takes care of those guys. He doesn't want them to leave. He, if he has an opportunity to keep them in the building, he will. Uh, I think Gerard Mayo, I feel like, was somewhat like that, but I think he was hurt, but he was still kind of around, even though he was hurt. Uh, David Andrews, when he had the 
what is it, the we blood the clot? Blood clots. He was there every single day. You know, usually a guy gets put on IR like that. They they leave. They don't go to meetings. They don't they don't do anything. They don't go on the sidelines. But he was around. So the, I feel like they need to do that. But the one thing that scares me is that it like so when the when the dynasties end, you know, usually you know they just don't fall off a cliff, right? They usually kind of it's like they ease their way into it, and you see cracks in the foundation. You see issues here. You see coaching changes. You're seeing young guys not accepting their role as leaders, not listening to the old leadership, and then and then all of a sudden all your your hardcore you know foundation players are gone. Like McCordy's going to be gone. Slater's going to be gone. Who's who's in charge? Who can talk about the old times? How we used to do it. You Who know can what? Set an example without playing. You're probably down to Judon, uh, Andrews, Judon Andrews, Mac. It's got to be Mac. Mac has got to be one of those guys. Jacoby Myers. Um, trying to think of somebody else. Stays. Trying to think of somebody else on defense. Did you say Duggar? Lawrence Guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely Lawrence Guy. Right. What's his contract status? Uh, he made, he got one more year? I think they'll probably, I think they can bring him back for one more year. I, I do believe he might even be signed. Bentley, maybe Bentley. So a part of what you're saying, Fourier, is who are the leaders that would tell Jack Jones to shut up? And do what you need to do to stay here. We've got some news from Albert Breer on uh, Jack Jones, but also the curious case of Jake Bailey as well. That's how Foyer and I get into hour two next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.